Chapter forty eight A of the Golden Bough. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Golden Bough by Sir James Fraser. Chapter forty eight A. The Corn Spirit as an Animal. One. Animal Embodiments of the Corn Spirit In some of the examples which I have cited to establish the meaning of the term neck as applied to the last sheaf, the corn spirit appears in animal form as a gander, a goat, a hare, a cat, and a fox. This introduces us to a new aspect of the corn spirit, which we must now examine. By doing so, we shall not only have fresh examples of killing the god, but may hope also to clear up some points which remain obscure in the myths and worship of Adonis, Attis, Osiris, Dionysus, Demeter, and Virbius. Amongst the many animals whose forms the corn spirit is supposed to take are the wolf, dog, hare, fox, cock, goose, quail, cat, goat, cow, ox, bull, pig, and horse. In one or other of these shapes the corn spirit is often believed to be present in the corn, and to be caught or killed in the last sheaf. As the corn is being cut, the animal flees before the reapers, and if a reaper is taken ill on the field, he is supposed to have stumbled unwittingly on the corn spirit, who has thus punished the profane intruder. It is said, the rye-wolf has got hold of him, the harvest-goat has given him a push. The person who cuts the last corn, or binds the last sheaf, gets the name of the animal, as the rye-wolf, the rye-sow, the oats-goat, and so forth, and retains the name sometimes for a year. Also the animal is frequently represented by a puppet, made out of the last sheaf, or of wood, flowers, and so on, which is carried home amid rejoicings on the last harvest wagon. Even where the last sheaf is not made up in animal shape, it is often called the rye-wolf, the hare, goat, and so forth. Generally, each kind of crop is supposed to have its special animal, which is caught in the last sheaf, and called the rye-wolf, the barley-wolf, the oats-wolf, the pea-wolf, or the potato-wolf, according to the crop but sometimes the figure of the animal is only made up once for all at getting in the last crop of the whole harvest. Sometimes the creature is believed to be killed by the last stroke of the sickle or scythe, but oftener it is thought to live so long as there is corn still unthreshed, and to be caught in the last sheaf threshed. Hence the man who gives the last stroke with the flail is told that he has got the corn-sow, the threshing-dog, or the like. When the threshing is finished, a puppet is made in the form of the animal, and this is carried by the thresher of the last sheaf to a neighbouring farm, where the threshing is still going on. This again shows that the corn-spirit is believed to live wherever the corn is still being threshed. Sometimes the thresher of the last sheaf himself represents the animal, and if the people of the next farm, who are still threshing, catch him, they treat him like the animal he represents, by shutting him up in the pigsty, 
calling him with the cries commonly addressed to pigs, and so forth. These general statements will now be illustrated by examples. 2. The corn spirit as a wolf or a dog. We begin with the corn spirit conceived as a wolf or a dog. This conception is common in France, Germany and Slavonic countries. Thus, when the wind sets the corn in wave-like motion, the peasants often say, The wolf is going over, or through, the corn. The rye-wolf is rushing over the field. The wolf is in the corn. The mad dog is in the corn. The big dog is there. When the children wish to go into the cornfields, to pluck ears or gather the blue cornflowers, they are warned not to do so, for the big dog sits in the corn, or the wolf sits in the corn and will tear you to pieces. The wolf against whom the children are warned is not a common wolf, for he is often spoken of as the corn wolf, rye wolf, or the like. Thus they say, the rye wolf will come and eat you up, children. The rye wolf will carry you off, and so forth. Still he has all the outward appearance of a wolf. For in the neighbourhood of Feilenhof, East Prussia, when a wolf was seen running through a field, the peasants used to watch whether he carried his tail in the air or dragged it on the ground. If he dragged it on the ground, they went after him and thanked him for bringing them a blessing, and even set titbits before him. But if he carried his tail high, they cursed him and tried to kill him. Here the wolf is the corn spirit, whose fertilising power is in his tail. Both dog and wolf appear as embodiments of the corn spirit in harvest customs. Thus, in some parts of Silesia, the person who cuts or binds the last sheaf is called the wheat dog, or the peas pug. But it is in the harvest customs of the northeast of France that the idea of the corn dog comes out most clearly. Thus, when a harvester, through sickness, weariness, or laziness, cannot or will not keep up with the reaper in front of him, they say, The white dog passed near him. He has the white bitch, or the white bitch has bitten him. In the Vosges, the harvest may is called the dog of the harvest, and the person who cuts the last handful of hay or wheat is said to kill the dog. About L'Anne-le-Saunier, in the Jura, the last sheaf is called the bitch. In the neighbourhood of Verdun, the regular expression for finishing the reaping is, they are going to kill the dog, and at Epinal, they say, according to the crop, we will kill the wheat dog, or the rye dog, or the potato dog. In Lorraine, it is said of the man who cuts the last corn, he is killing the dog of the harvest. At Dux, in the Tyrol, the man who gives the last stroke at threshing is said to strike down the dog, and at Arnebergen, near Stade, he is called, according to the crop, corn pug, rye pug, wheat pug. So with the wolf. In Silesia, when the reapers gather round the last patch of standing corn to reap it, they are said to be about to catch the wolf. In various parts of Mecklenburg, where the belief in the corn-wolf is particularly prevalent, everyone fears to cut the last corn, because they say that the wolf is sitting in it. Hence every reaper exerts himself to the utmost in order not to be the last, and every woman similarly fears to bind the last sheaf, because the wolf is in it. So both among the reapers and the binders there is a competition not to be the last to finish. 
and in Germany generally it appears to be a common saying that the wolf sits in the last sheaf. In some places they call out to the reaper, Beware of the wolf! Or they say, He is chasing the wolf out of the corn. In Mecklenburg, the last bunch of standing corn is itself commonly called the wolf, and the man who reaps it has the wolf, the animal being described as the rye-wolf, the wheat-wolf, the barley-wolf, and so on, according to the particular crop. The reaper of the last corn is himself called wolf, or the rye-wolf, if the crop is rye, and in many parts of Mecklenburg he has to support the character by pretending to bite the other harvesters, or by howling like a wolf. The last sheaf of corn is also called the wolf, or the rye-wolf, or the oats-wolf, according to the crop, and of the woman who binds it they say, The wolf is biting her, she has the wolf, she must fetch the wolf out of the corn. Moreover she herself is called wolf, they cry out to her, Thou art the wolf, and she has to bear the name for a whole year. Sometimes, according to the crop, she is called the rye-wolf, or the potato-wolf. In the island of Rügen, not only is the woman who binds the last sheaf called wolf, but when she comes home she bites the lady of the house and the stewardess, for which she receives a large piece of meat. Yet nobody likes to be the wolf. The same woman may be rye-wolf, wheat-wolf, or oats-wolf, if she happens to bind the last sheaf of rye, wheat, and oats. At Bauer, in the district of Cologne, it was formerly the custom to give to the last sheaf the shape of a wolf. It was kept in the barn till all the corn was threshed. Then it was brought to the farmer, and he had to sprinkle it with beer or brandy. At Brunshaupten, in Mecklenburg, the young woman who bound the last sheaf of wheat used to take a handful of stalks out of it, and make the wheat-wolf with them. It was the figure of a wolf about two feet long, and half a foot high, the legs of the animal being represented by stiff stalks, and its tail and mane by wheat-ears. This wheat-wolf she carried back at the head of the harvesters to the village, where it was set up on a high place in the parlour of the farm, and remained there for a long time. In many places the sheaf called the wolf is made up in human form and dressed in clothes. This indicates a confusion of ideas between the corn-spirit, conceived in human, and in animal form. Generally the wolf is brought home on the last wagon with joyful cries. Hence the last wagon-load itself receives the name of the wolf. Again, the wolf is supposed to hide himself among the cut corn in the granary, until he is driven out of the last bundle by the strokes of the flail. Hence at Wanzleben, near Magdeburg, after the threshing, the peasants go in procession, leading by a chain a man who is enveloped in the threshed-out straw, and is called the wolf. He represents the corn-spirit who has been caught escaping from the threshed corn. In the district of Treves, it is believed that the corn-wolf is killed at threshing. The men thresh the last sheaf till it is reduced to chopped straw. In this way they think that the corn-wolf, who was lurking in the last sheaf, has been certainly killed. In France also the corn-wolf appears at harvest. Thus they call out to the reaper of the last corn, You will catch the wolf! Near Chambéry they form a ring round the last standing corn, and cry, The wolf is there! In Finisterre, 
When the reaping draws near an end, the harvesters cry, There is the wolf, we will catch him. Each takes a swath to reap, and he who finishes first calls out, I've caught the wolf. In Guyenne, when the last corn has been reaped, they lead a weather all round the field. It is called the wolf of the field. Its horns are decked with a wreath of flowers and corn ears, and its neck and body are also encircled with garlands and ribbons. All the reapers march, singing behind it. Then it is killed on the field. In this part of France, the last sheaf is called the coujoulage, which, in the patois, means a weather. Hence, the killing of the weather represents the death of the corn spirit, considered as present in the last sheaf. But two different conceptions of the corn spirit, as a wolf and as a weather, are mixed up together. Sometimes it appears to be thought that the wolf, caught in the last corn, lives during the winter in the farmhouse, ready to renew his activity as corn spirit in the spring. Hence at midwinter, when the lengthening days begin to herald the approach of spring, the wolf makes his appearance once more. In Poland, a man, with a wolf's skin thrown over his head, is led about at Christmas, or a stuffed wolf is carried about by persons who collect money. There are facts which point to an old custom of leading about a man enveloped in leaves, and called the wolf, while his conductors collected money. 3. The corn spirit as a cock. Another form which the corn spirit often assumes is that of a cock. In Austria, children are warned against straying in the cornfields, because the corncock sits there and will peck their eyes out. In North Germany, they say that the cock sits in the last sheaf, and at cutting the last corn, the reapers cry, Now we will chase out the cock. When it is cut, they say, We have caught the cock. At Bralla, in Transylvania, when the reapers come to the last patch of corn, they cry, Here we shall catch the cock. At Fustenwalde, when the last sheaf is about to be bound, the master releases a cock, which he has brought in a basket, and lets it run over the field. All the harvesters chase it till they catch it. Elsewhere the harvesters all try to seize the last corn cut. He who succeeds in grasping it must crow, and is called cock. Among the wens it is, or used to be, customary for the farmer to hide a live cock under the last sheaf as it lay on the field, and when the corn was being gathered up, the harvester, who lighted upon this sheaf, had a right to keep the cock, provided he could catch it. This formed the close of the harvest festival, and was known as the cock-catching, and the beer which was served out to the reapers at this time went by the name of cock-beer. The last sheaf is called cock, cock-sheaf, harvest-cock, harvest-hen, autumn-hen. A distinction is made between a wheat-cock bean-cock, and so on, according to the crop. At Wünschensuhl in Thüringen, the last sheaf is made into the shape of a cock, and called the harvest-cock. A figure of a cock, made of wood, pasteboard, ears of corn, or flowers, is borne in front of the harvest-wagon, especially in Westphalia, where the cock carries in his beak fruits of the earth of all kinds. Sometimes the image of the cock is fastened to the top of a may-tree on the last harvest wagon. Elsewhere a live cock, or a figure of one, is attached to a harvest crown and carried on a pole. 
In Galicia and elsewhere, this live cock is fastened to the garland of corn ears or flowers, which the leader of the women reapers carries on her head as she marches in front of the harvest procession. In Silesia, a live cock is presented to the master on a plate. The harvest supper is called harvest cock, stubble cock, etc., and a chief dish at it, at least in some places, is a cock. If a wagoner upsets a harvest wagon, it is said that he has spilt the harvest cock, and he loses the cock, that is, the harvest supper. The harvest wagon, with the figure of the cock on it, is driven round the farmhouse before it is taken to the barn. Then the cock is nailed over, or at the side of, the house door, or on the gable, and remains there till the next harvest. In East Friesland, the person who gives the last stroke at threshing is called the clucking hen, and grain is strewed before him as if he were a hen. Again the corn spirit is killed in the form of a cock. In parts of Germany, Hungary, Poland and Picardy, the reapers place a live cock in the corn which is to be cut last, and chase it over the field, or bury it up to the neck in the ground. Afterwards they strike off its head with a sickle or scythe. In many parts of Westphalia, when the harvesters bring the wooden cock to the farmer, he gives them a live cock, which they kill with whips or sticks, or behead with an old sword, or throw into the barn to the girls, or give to the mistress to cook. If the harvest cock has not been spilt, that is, if no wagon has been upset, the harvesters have the right to kill the farmyard cock by throwing stones at it, or beheading it. Where this custom has fallen into disuse, it is still common for the farmer's wife to make cockyleeky for the harvesters, and to show them the head of the cock which has been killed for the soup. In the neighbourhood of Klausenburg, Transylvania, a cock is buried on the harvest field in the earth, so that only its head appears. A young man then takes a scythe and cuts off the cock's head at a single sweep. If he fails to do this, he is called the Red Cock for a whole year, and people fear that next year's crop will be bad. At Udvahali, in Transylvania, a live cock is bound up in the last sheaf, and killed with a spit. It is then skinned. The flesh is thrown away, but the skin and feathers are kept till next year, and in spring the grain from the last sheaf is mixed with the feathers of the cock, and scattered on the field which is to be tilled. Nothing could set in a clearer light the identification of the cock with the spirit of the corn. By being tied up in the last sheaf and killed, the cock is identified with the corn, and its death with the cutting of the corn. By keeping its feathers till spring, then mixing them with the seed-corn taken from the very sheaf in which the bird had been bound, and scattering the feathers, together with the seed, over the field, the identity of the bird with the corn is again emphasised, and its quickening and fertilising power, as an embodiment of the corn-spirit, is intimated in the plainest manner. Thus the corn-spirit, in the form of a cock, is killed at harvest, but rises to fresh life and activity in spring. Again, the equivalence of the cock to the corn is expressed, hardly less plainly, in the custom of burying the bird in the ground and cutting off its head, like the ears of corn, with the scythe. 4. The corn spirit as a hare. 
Another common embodiment of the corn spirit is the hare. In Galloway, the reaping of the last standing corn is called cutting the hare. The mode of cutting it is as follows. When the rest of the corn has been reaped, a handful is left standing to form the hare. It is divided into three parts, and plaited, and the ears are tied in a knot. The reapers then retire a few yards, and each throws his or her sickle in turn at the hare to cut it down. It must be cut below the knot, and the reapers continue to throw their sickles at it, one after the other, until one of them succeeds in severing the stalks below the knot. The hare is then carried home and given to a maidservant in the kitchen, who places it over the kitchen door on the inside. Sometimes the hare used to be thus kept till the next harvest. In the parish of Minigaff, when the hare was cut, the unmarried reapers ran home with all speed, and the one who arrived first was the first to be married. In Germany also one of the names for the last sheaf is the hare. Thus, in some parts of Anhalt, when the corn has been reaped, and only a few stalks are left standing, they say, The hare will soon come! Or the reapers cry to each other, Look how the hare comes jumping out! In East Prussia, they say that the hare sits in the last patch of standing corn, and must be chased out by the last reaper. The reapers hurry with their work, each being anxious not to have to chase out the hare for the man who does so, that is, who cuts the last corn, is much laughed at. At Aurich, as we have seen, an expression for cutting the last corn is to cut off the hare's tail. He is killing the hare, is commonly said of the man who cuts the last corn in Germany, Sweden, Holland, France and Italy. In Norway, the man who is thus said to kill the hare must give hare's blood in the form of brandy to his fellows to drink. In Lesbos, when the reapers are at work in two neighbouring fields, each party tries to finish first in order to drive the hare into their neighbour's field. The reapers who succeed in doing so believe that next year the crop will be better. A small sheaf of corn is made up and kept beside the holy picture till next harvest. 5. The corn spirit as a cat. Again, the corn spirit sometimes takes the form of a cat. Near Kiel, children are warned not to go into the cornfields because the cat sits there. In the Eisenach Oberland, they are told, The corn cat will come and fetch you. The corn cat goes in the corn. In some parts of Silesia, at mowing the last corn, they say, The cat is caught, and at threshing, the man who gives the last stroke is called the cat. In the neighbourhood of Lyon, the last sheaf and the harvest supper are both called the cat. About Vesoul, when they cut the last corn, they say, We have the cat by the tail. At Briançon, in the Dauphiné, at the beginning of reaping, a cat is decked out with ribbons, flowers, and ears of corn. It is called the cat of the ball-skin, le chat de peau de balle. If a reaper is wounded at his work, they make the cat lick the wound. At the close of the reaping, the cat is again decked out with ribbons and ears of corn. Then they dance and make merry. When the dance is over, the girls solemnly strip the cat of its finery. 
At Grüneberg in Silesia, the reaper who cuts the last corn goes by the name of the tomcat. He is enveloped in rye-stalks and green withes, and is furnished with a long plaited tail. Sometimes as a companion he has a man similarly dressed, who is called the female cat. Their duty is to run after people whom they see, and to beat them with a long stick. Near Amiens the expression for finishing the harvest is, They're going to kill the cat, and when the last corn is cut, they kill a cat in the farmyard. At threshing in some parts of France, a live cat is placed under the last bundle of corn to be threshed, and is struck dead with the flails. Then, on Sunday, it is roasted and eaten as a holiday dish. In the Vosges mountains, the close of haymaking or harvest is called catching the cat, killing the dog, or more rarely, catching the hare. The cat, the dog, or the hare is said to be fat or lean, according as the crop is good or bad. The man who cuts the last handful of hay or of wheat is said to catch the cat or the hare, or to kill the dog. 6. The Corn Spirit as a Goat Further, the corn spirit often appears in the form of a goat. In some parts of Prussia, when the corn bends before the wind, they say, The goats are chasing each other. The wind is driving the goats through the corn. The goats are browsing there, and they expect a very good harvest. Again they say, The oats goat is sitting in the oats field. The corn goat is sitting in the rye field. Children are warned not to go into the cornfields to pluck the blue cornflowers, or amongst the beans to pluck pods, because the rye goat, the corn goat, the oats goat, or the bean goat is sitting or lying there, and will carry them away or kill them. When a harvester is taken sick or lags behind his fellows at their work, they call out, The harvest goat has pushed him. He has been pushed by the corn goat. In the neighbourhood of Braunsberg, East Prussia, at binding the oats, every harvester makes haste, lest the corn-goat push him. At Erfoten, in Norway, each reaper has his allotted patch to reap. When a reaper in the middle has not finished reaping his piece after his neighbours have finished theirs, they say of him, he remains on the island. And if the laggard is a man, they imitate the cry with which they call a he-goat if a woman, the cry with which they call a she-goat. Near Straubing, in Lower Bavaria, it is said of the man who cuts the last corn, that he has the corn-goat, or the wheat-goat, or the oats-goat, according to the crop. Moreover, two horns are set up on the last heap of corn, and it is called the horned goat. At Kreuzburg, East Prussia, they call out to the woman who is binding the last sheaf, the goat is sitting on the sheaf. At Gablingen, in Swabia, when the last field of oats upon a farm is being reaped, the reapers carve a goat out of wood. Ears of oats are inserted in its nostrils and mouth, and it is adorned with garlands of flowers. It is set up on the field and called the oats goat. When the reaping approaches an end, each reaper hastens to finish his piece first. He who is the last to finish gets the oats-goat. Again, the last sheaf is itself called the goat. Thus, in the valley of Wiesent, Bavaria, the last sheaf bound on the field is called the goat, and they have a proverb, The field must bear a goat. 
at Spachbrücken in Hesse, the last handful of corn which is cut is called the goat, and the man who cuts it is much ridiculed. At Dürrenbüchig, and about Mosbach in Baden, the last sheaf is also called the goat. Sometimes the last sheaf is made up in the form of a goat, and they say, the goat is sitting in it. Again, the person who cuts or binds the last sheaf is called the goat. Thus, in parts of Mecklenburg, they call out to the woman who binds the last sheaf, You are the harvest goat. Near Ulzen in Hanover, the harvest festival begins with the bringing of the harvest goat. That is, the woman who bound the last sheaf is wrapped in straw, crowned with a harvest wreath, and brought in a wheelbarrow to the village, where a round dance takes place. About Luneburg, also, the woman who binds the last corn is decked with a crown of corn ears, and is called the corn goat. At Munzersheim in Baden, the reaper who cuts the last handful of corn or oats is called the corn goat, or the oats goat. In the Canton saint Gall, Switzerland, the person who cuts the last handful of corn on the field, or drives the last harvest wagon to the barn, is called the corn goat, or the rye goat, or simply the goat. In the Canton Thurgau, he is called the corn goat. Like a goat, he has a bell hung round his neck, is led in triumph and drenched with liquor. In parts of Styria, also, the man who cuts the last corn is called corn goat, oats goat, or the like. As a rule, the man who thus gets the name of corn goat has to bear it a whole year, till the next harvest. According to one view, the corn spirit, who has been caught in the form of a goat or otherwise, lives in the farmhouse or barn over winter. Thus each farm has its own embodiment of the corn spirit. But according to another view, the corn spirit is the genius or deity, not of the corn of one farm only, but of all the corn. Hence, when the corn on one farm is all cut, he flees to another, where there is still corn left standing. This idea is brought out in a harvest custom which was formerly observed in Skye. The farmer who first finished reaping sent a man or woman with a sheaf to a neighbouring farmer who had not finished. The latter, in his turn, when he had finished, sent on the sheaf to his neighbour who was still reaping, and so the sheaf made the round of the farms till all the corn was cut. The sheaf was called the Gowir Vakuch, that is, the cripple goat. The custom appears not to be extinct at the present day, for it was reported from Skye not many years ago. The corn spirit was probably thus represented as lame, because he had been crippled by the cutting of the corn. Sometimes the old woman who brings home the last sheaf must limp on one foot. But sometimes the corn spirit, in the form of a goat, is believed to be slain on the harvest field by the sickle or scythe. Thus, in the neighbourhood of Bernkastel, on the Moselle, the reapers determine by lot the order in which they shall follow each other. The first is called the fore-reaper, the last the tail-bearer. If a reaper overtakes the man in front, he reaps past him, bending round so as to leave the slower reaper in a patch by himself. This patch is called the goat, and the man for whom the goat is cut in this way is laughed and jeered at by his fellows for the rest of the day. 
When the tail-bearer cuts the last ears of corn, it is said, he is cutting the goat's neck off. In the neighbourhood of Grenoble, before the end of the reaping, a live goat is adorned with flowers and ribbons, and allowed to run about the field. The reapers chase it and try to catch it. When it is caught, the farmer's wife holds it fast while the farmer cuts off its head. The goat's flesh serves to furnish the harvest supper. A piece of the flesh is pickled and kept till the next harvest, when another goat is killed. Then all the harvesters eat of the flesh. On the same day, the skin of the goat is made into a cloak, which the farmer, who works with his men, must always wear at harvest time, if rain or bad weather sets in. But if a reaper gets pains in his back, the farmer gives him the goatskin to wear. The reason for this seems to be that the pains in his back, being inflicted by the corn spirit, can also be healed by it. Similarly, we saw that elsewhere, when a reaper is wounded at reaping, a cat, as the representative of the corn spirit, is made to lick the wound. Estonian reapers in the island of Mon think that the man who cuts the first ears of corn at harvest will get pains in his back, probably because the corn spirit is believed to resent especially the first wound. And in order to escape pains in the back, Saxon reapers in Transylvania gird their loins with the first handful of ears which they cut. Here again, the corn spirit is applied to for healing or protection, but in his original vegetable form, not in the form of a goat or a cat. Further, the corn spirit, under the form of a goat, is sometimes conceived as lurking among the cut corn in the barn, till he is driven from it by the threshing flail. Thus, in Baden, the last sheaf to be threshed is called the corn goat, the spelt goat, or the oats goat, according to the kind of grain. Again, near Marktel, in Upper Bavaria, the sheaves are called straw goats, or simply goats. They are laid in a great heap on the open field, and threshed by two rows of men standing opposite each other, who, as they ply their flails, sing a song in which they say that they see the straw goat amongst the corn stalks. The last goat, that is, the last sheaf, is adorned with a wreath of violets and other flowers, and with cakes strung together. It is placed right in the middle of the heap. Some of the threshers rush at it and tear the best of it out. Others lay on with their flails so recklessly that heads are sometimes broken. At Oberinthal, in the Tyrol, the last thresher is called goat. So at Haselberg, in West Bohemia, the man who gives the last stroke at threshing oats is called the oats goat. At Tetnank in Württemberg, the thresher who gives the last stroke to the last bundle of corn before it is turned goes by the name of the he-goat, and it is said, He has driven the he-goat away. The person who, after the bundle has been turned, gives the last stroke of all is called the she-goat. In this custom, it is implied that the corn is inhabited by a pair of corn spirits, male and female. Further, the corn spirit, captured in the form of a goat at threshing, is passed on to a neighbour whose threshing is not yet finished. In Franche-Comte, as soon as the threshing is over, the young people set up a straw figure of a goat on the farmyard of a neighbour who is still threshing. 
he must give them wine or money in return. At Elwangen in Württemberg, the effigy of a goat is made out of the last bundle of corn at threshing. Four sticks form its legs, and two its horns. The man who gives the last stroke with the flail must carry the goat to the barn of a neighbour who is still threshing, and throw it down on the floor. If he is caught in the act, they tie the goat on his back. A similar custom is observed at Indersdorf in Upper Bavaria. The man who throws the straw goat into the neighbour's barn imitates the bleating of a goat. If they catch him, they blacken his face and tie the goat on his back. At Saverne in Alsace, when a farmer is a week or more behind his neighbours with his threshing, they set a real stuffed goat or fox before his door. Sometimes the spirit of the corn in goat form is believed to be killed at threshing. In the district of Traunstein, Upper Bavaria, they think that the oats goat is in the last sheaf of oats. He is represented by an old rake set up on end, with an old pot for a head. The children are then told to kill the oats goat. End of chapter 48a